The new era of the Bears has begun. We are the home of the Chicago Bears right here on ESPN 1000. The Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show with David Kappel and Jonathan Hood with you. We've got Jay, we've got Jay Moore, we got Charlie, and we got you here for a four-hour ride here on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000. Now time for Shot or No Shot. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? Good morning, boys. A little early this morning, a 6 a.m. edition of Shot or No Shot. How about that? Take that. You know, That's what we it. do here. We get after it. I, I think shot or no shot took place around 8 or 9 o'clock last night. I, think I can that, tell I, you the answer was shot. I think that was the first edition of shot or no shot <laughs> last night. Uh, early and often, a lot of shots. Not, not, a, not a lot of no shots, but a lot of shots, that's for sure. What did you tell me this morning, Hoodie? At the, at the restaurant last night, Shane Orling, Detroit, the bourbons came out. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he said the hometown toughness, you could just see it. The oh, old absolutely. fashions didn't stop coming. No, I mean, it was an assembly line of old fashions. And rightfully so, because that really is. You you start off with old fashions, and then you get the harder stuff later on in the night. That's as right. You all know, right? But that was just kind of just getting getting things started. Let me have an old fashioned and another one, sir. I mean, my God, he might as well just brought the keg and sat it on his stomach. Oh, it was tremendous. I can't wait to turn that bill in. <laughs> so, all right, what do we have here uh, for our – Danny Zetterman would like to see you. Yeah, we do shot or no shot um, weekday mornings at 8, but we got a special edition here. And don't forget, still to come, Ryan Poles, the general manager for the Chicago Bears, will be sitting down with us here at the NFL Combine. That's at 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central. Correct. That's right. And since we're broadcasting in Chicago, 6.30 Central. We'll get into that. Uh, all right. Well, speaking of Ryan Poles, that's where I want to start. He really is the bell of the ball hoodie. Going out last night, I talked to some people around Indianapolis mm-hmm. who are here for the Combine. Everybody has the same question. It doesn't matter what team you're here yep. for. It doesn't matter what team you're covering. What are the Bears going to do? Mm-hmm. Well, yesterday, uh, Mel Kuyper, I saw this yesterday morning as we were getting off the air, suggested the Bears will trade back in the draft with Houston and then again with Indianapolis. So my question, shot or no shot, the Bears are going to trade this pick more than once. Wow. I personally believe yes, shot, hoodie. Mm-hmm. But I do think that the Bears truly look at Jalen Carter and go, oh, man. We, we do not want to trade twice and then go, oh, God, our guy's off the board. I think they love that kid. He's a perfect fit. They do. They do. Okay, so just when we thought that Poles was going to zig, he zagged when it came to the last draft. Because <laughs> we thought, oh, man, you're going defense. You're, going, you're taking care of the secondary first. You see how many holes on this football team. Why those two? But I think at least that's the hope that things will work out by taking care of your secondary. I really believe that he's, he's going to – I'll say no shot. I think it's going to be once. Trading it twice, though, Cap? I think once for sure. This is why this is so fascinating to me because he could do so many things with this. Correct. I know the, the, the thing that's not sexy for some is, oh, just stand pat and just take your one and just keep it moving. But, but I think that because you are bereft of quality talent or young talent on this roster, doing it once – and then definitely getting some more for round two, round three. I think that that's likely for polls. That's so, what I see. So if you were the, the like the Eagles have a, a top ten pick. Yeah, yeah. Well, they came that close to winning a Super Bowl. They can look and go, we ought to move heaven and earth to get 
that guy, whoever it is, mm-hmm. Jalen Carter, Will Ant- whoever it is, when you've got as many holes as the Bears have, can you afford? That's my question for Ryan. When you have as many holes as you have on your roster, can you afford to fall in love with a guy if you think he's generational? That's a tough one, though. You know beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Like, I love this guy. How much do you love him? To a point where you're going to hold on to that pick, or you will go down and get more. Right. You know, I just, it's if a I tough said one. to you, Ryan, there's a guy at number one that's the greatest prospect you've ever evaluated, yeah. and you have a need for it. Or do you walk away from it and go, oh, my God, that guy went to nine Pro Bowls in Arizona. I could have had him. How do you – like, well, that's a tough one. You know, Shay, here's how I look at it. When, you, when it comes to free agency or the draft, the way I look at it is, is like you can't look back. You can't look back, right? I mean, if there's going to be talent taken elsewhere within the draft, if you miss on him or you weren't in the position to draft him, then you go right ahead, right? You just move forward, but you got to realize that there's so much talent out there that if I miss on two, miss on three, hey, it's okay. I'm going to miss on a number of guys if I'm if I'm Ryan Poles in this draft. It's just what happens. You're going to miss on some guys. Well, I mean, if you went back and redrafted last year's draft, sure, Sauce Gardner's the number one pick yeah. in the draft. But, but but everybody's saying that. But as a general manager, it's almost like a closer in baseball. I just have to forget about that. Like, hey, yeah. I had an opportunity to get this person. Okay, it didn't work out. Okay, i got to keep moving. That's like the redraft stuff is so dumb to me. People are going to do that. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Nobody had sauce number one last year. I don't want to hear about it now because he wasn't. Correct, but the thing is, we could say, boy, they Bears traded down. They got three number one picks. Go look at the bust rate in the first round. Yeah, sure. Hey, let me tell you something about the, the redrafts. That was great, and I mean with a capital G, great pandemic programming. Oh, when, it, I, when I needed it, when we had no sports, as, that was the best. As a producer, it is great content. <laughs> I, as a sports fan, I could care less. You, you know, can keep it. Hey, All right, what's next? You know what? It helped me. It, it helped me. Go ahead. Look at how pressed he is. All right, let's get into it. All right. Debating. Let's go. Todd McShay reported recently. Jalen ma- Carter he's has. A ma- he's a masturbator, so he does love to debate. Go ahead. What's next? Here's the cut of the day. You know what? You have character issues. Todd McShay reported recently <laughs> Me? that Jalen Carter has, quote, character issues. Well, last night during our Whispers at the Bar hoodie, uh, yes. we kind of heard the same. It was said that Jalen Carter can be a bit of a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. got some superstar streak to him. My question, shot or no shot, this is enough reason for the Bears to be scared off of drafting Jalen Carter. It's a no shot for me. Listen, I've only watched every snap of him at Georgia. And uh, will I tell you he's the most finished product I've ever seen in that position with Georgia? No. But what I will tell you is, is that there's a guy there that can be a cornerstone for a franchise for quite some time. I don't care that he's got a little dirt underneath your fingernails. He's got a little nasty in him. What, what talent evaluator does not want dirt underneath the fingernails, a little bit of nasty in a player. I'm all for it. If the comp really is in Domicong Sue on and off the field, thumbs up for me. I mean, look, I want, I don't want an a-hole that's going to tear the locker room apart, but if he's going to be a nasty, really unbelievably disruptive player on the field and he needs to grow up a little bit off the field, but he's not like a major problem, Sign me up. I don't need to be able to have dinner with him. I don't need to be able to get his autograph. I want to watch him wreck ball carriers and quarterbacks. It is a long 
it's a long-term uh, conversation, Cap, over the years of character issue. Yeah. I know it came in, in like in the 90s or 2000s where you start talking about, I don't know if I want to root for a guy or a player or a team that has character issues. This is when we got into our feelings as fans. Ultimately, what we rooted for is just laundry. We didn't care whether or not the person was a good person or not. Did you help us win? Did you help us lose? But we got into this whole thing where a character issue became a big topic from what we do. And when it comes to this, as long as he's not you know, wreaking havoc in the community – I'm totally fine with it. I don't think he's that type of guy, at least based on what I saw in college. But, man, on the field, I just know he's fantastic. I'm all for him. Absolutely. Well, we did this yesterday. It was the what are the worst cliches in sports? And while I was writing this this morning, it occurred to me, character issues at the draft might also be among the worst. You know who else had character issues? Laramie Tunsil, great player. You know yeah. who else had character issues? Kayvon Thibodeau, worked out for the Giants. Yeah. All these guys get talked about, and then you draft them. And if they're good at football, they're good at football. Because if it's too high in the draft, you look for a reason to tear them down. Right. And if you are questionable on their abilities and do we take them in the sixth round you're looking for some reason to want to take him at the top of the draft you're always trying to tear him down always Shay. All right, the Bears are likely to trade out of that top pick in the draft. We've talked about that. It remains to be seen, though, how far back Ryan Poles will be willing to go. Most analysts have the Bears working out a deal with the Colts to move back to four, but a few, myself included, they should trade back to nine with Carolina, stockpile, try to get multiple first-round picks. Ryan Poles said yesterday to the Sun-Times, quote, you don't want to go so far back that you may not get the caliber of talent you need. We'll ask him about this at 6.30, but shot or no shot. This is a signal that the Bears will prioritize getting a star over stockpiling picks. Go ahead. A star over stockpiling picks. It depends on the level of the star. Yep. Like if I'm getting a really good player or I can get four good players. I got one really good, I got three or four good players. Mm-hmm. I probably take the four good players because my roster is so bereft of talent. Yep. If you tell me that the pick, I'm getting the next Brian Urlacher, Hall of Famer. Like, that dude's going to the Hall of Fame if he stays healthy, and he will be one of the ten greatest members of the history of the franchise. Hard for me to give that up. So is that a shot? It's a shot. What do you think? I want picks. You, you, you want to stockpile picks? Yeah, get, this, you know. this team just has so many holes, and I think at nine you can still get a good player. You can fix your offensive line. Yeah. You can choose to address wide receiver. You have more options, and you do it at a more appropriate place in the draft. So if I told you Jalen Carter is going to go at two, Houston's going to stun the world and take Jalen Carter if you don't take him at one, and you do your avals and go, that guy's going to Canton. He will be the best defensive player other than – Dick Butkus that ever wore a Bears uniform. You're passing him? So he's talking, get extra you have to picks? Do, you have to do what you think's best for the team. So I yeah. don't know. I haven't done those avals. But for me, where I'm sitting and the information that we have available to us, I would rather trade further back. If we knew that for sure, I think we know which direction he'd go. Of course, that's a big what if you just threw out there. That you just lobbed that grenade out. Classic capathetic. Well, I mean, just like, you know, Dick Butkus. We haven't read that. We haven't seen that. We just know that he's a very solid player. That could be a cornerstone for a, for a decade. Right. So, I, I, and, that's why I want to ask him. Yeah. Your eval tells you that's the best defensive player you've ever evaluated. You can have him 
You trade out of that pick, even down to four, he may be gone. For for me, I think it's I you I agree with Shay. You can still get quality if you're going down in the draft. I, and, and it fills holes. And you get the bang for your buck. Like you're not if you take the offensive lineman one overall who's projected tenth, then you're making a mistake in terms like getting the value out of the pick. Agreed. But if you get down to nine, you get bonus picks, you can take that guy who still helps your team and you get future assets. I'm all for it. More of your phone calls coming up, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 our phone number. Still to come this hour, we're going to hear from Ryan Poles, the general manager for the Chicago Bears. We have more whispers at the bar from Indianapolis. We'll get to that coming up next. We are the home of the Chicago Bears. This is ESPN 1000. Cap and Jay Hood are back, back, back. Broadcasting live from the NFL Combine in Indianapolis from 5 a.m. to 9 on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Your new home of the Chicago Bears. Cap and Jay Hood. Right here on the home of the Bears, ESPN 1000. So glad that you're with us. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. We celebrate all day. Officially, the home of the Chicago Bears, Black and Abdallah, will be coming up at 9 o'clock. There'll be Carmen Yurko from 11 to 2, Waddle and Sylvie from 2 to 6, Meller and Aki between 6 and 8. All day we celebrate uh, being the home of the Bears, ESPN 1000. Again, 25 years of ESPN 1000. Today is the biggest day, I think, in the history of this radio station that we can officially say Bears content, Bears games, and so much more involving the Chicago Bears here. Pretty, pretty special day here on March 1st. It is to be the home of the Chicago Bears. You've got Cubs fans. You've got White Sox fans. You've got Blackhawks fans. You've got Bulls fans. Everybody is a Bears fan to hold the number one pick in 90-some million in cap space and to know that you want to listen to the games, you want the inside access with the franchise, you come here. ESPN 1000. By the way, so... Danny Zetterman, the armchair nutritionist, take the contan head off yeah. and put the armchair nutritionist hat on, did a podcast a ways back with a guy named Aubrey Marcus. Aubrey Marcus is the guy who's going to drop a podcast today. He got the exclusive with Aaron Rodgers. They've developed a friendship. Mm-hmm. Aubrey's big in the health and fitness and nutrition industry. Aaron did the darkness retreat, and he's going to – the first thing he's going to talk about it on is with Aubrey Marcus's podcast. I can't wait to hear it today. They dropped a little nugget, and I would think he's going to make a decision. It does not sound like Green Bay wants him back, which impacts our division. Absolutely. And Aaron, in fact, here is Aaron from yesterday with Aubrey Marcus and how it, he's going to make a decision. Out of the black. Mm-hmm. Not too many people I know have done that journey. There's two choices the person has. Wait for the world to bring the darkness upon them, or they can go out and find the darkness and prepare for the inevitable challenges that the world brings. And just kind of let whatever was going to come in, come in. And it did. A lot of great contemplation around, you know, how I show up in the world. And and then, uh, you know, I spent parts of uh, a couple of days imagining what it would be like to uh, retire and then imagining what it would be like to continue to play. So that's... Uh... He may make a decision today. That's what's being intimated. 
that he went into the darkness. He only lasted two days. And he said, I literally, you heard it, woke up at times and went, I can envision being retired. And then I had moments in the darkness where I went, I can envision coming back and playing again. Okay. And whispers at the bar last night, we keep hearing the Packers are done with him. They want to move on, but he holds all the cards. All right, all right. A couple of things with this. He needs to blank or get off the pot. Enough of this. Back and forth. Well, I could be able to go back to the Packers, or maybe I'll retire. Maybe I just make a decision already. And by the way, wait, I, he doesn't get any dilly bars or any credit for him to be able to just be in the darkness for two days. Two days? You could have done that at your own crib. All of these histrionics and all this stuff at Pat McAfee, I'm going to be myself. I'm going to be in a home where it's dark, and they're going to slide me food underneath the door. I'll make my decision. Screw off. Stop. Make a decision already. Why? Because, because you're, you want them to? No, because you're holding your teammates and the Packers hostage, a place that has paid you handsomely. And you're just going to do that to them because you're individualistic. It's like, I'm going to do what I want to do. Like, that's ridiculous. Just make a decision. If he gives them he a— He doesn't care about anybody except himself. If he gives them a decision, they've asked for it by free agency. That's 13 days away. If he gives them a decision by free agency— I don't think he's done anything wrong. I do not. Okay, of course not. Because you're w- waiting to get that one-on-one, that dinner with him at some point. <laughs> you're just saying nice things. That's exactly what he's doing. I mean, listen, again, you, can, you, you don't BS a BSer. I know what you're trying to do. I know your angle. Your angle is, is that you want to be able to sit down and have a one-on-one and exclusive with Aaron Rodgers. Who wants to see that? No, I, that, I'm, I mean, I'm being honest with you. They have asked for a decision by free agency. He has earned the right to take... Up to free agency. Now, every you, year, every year with this, stop. It's ridiculous. That's if, that, if that was, let me tell you something, Shay. It, it, this is why he loves Aaron Rodgers so much. If this was a Chicago guy doing this, he'd be all over him. He'd be hitting the roof if this was a Chicago guy. Make a decision already. Aaron Rodgers, I want to have lunch with him. I like to sit down and find out what's on his mind because he's a weirdo. Stop. <laughs> You're not going to do that to me. I know your game. I know the angle. Stop. I'm over here shaking my head the whole time we're listening to that. Cap's going, calm down. I'm just, this guy's a, he's a soap opera star. He's not, it's not even He's also one of the anymore. 10 greatest quarterbacks in the That's history fine. of the sport. I, I don't care. This is what I said. I said this a couple weeks ago. I don't want to hear from him until we make a decision. Once you make the decision, that's the next time I want to hear from him, and that's the next time that I want to talk about That might be today. Him. I'm so tired fine. of the soap opera. Fine. I don't care. How does that impact the Chicago Bears? If he's off the roster, if he's off, if he comes out on the podcast today and says, yeah, I've decided I'm not going back to Green Bay. I'm going to try and play somewhere else. What does that do to the Packers? Well, well, like as you said the other day, if Jordan Love becomes an all-pro, we'll be like, what? Yeah, or we could take a game <laughs> out of the two. Right. Maybe take a game. How does that single decision, do they say, all right, Aaron's out. All right, Bakhtiari, you're gone. We're not going to restructure. Just leave. Uh, we're going to get rid of this guy. We're going to get rid of the. We're going to rebuild. Or if Aaron says, I'm in. Let's do this. Oh, God. Okay, then let's get active in free agency. Let's trade up in the draft. Let's get you a receipt. I don't know. I think it's a fascinating topic. It's fascinating because you want that one-on-one interview. It'll be the ultimate recap. Think about all the downloads, all of the views. You and Aaron Rodgers. That's what you want. Out on the pontoon oh, boat. Oh, God, let this be a, a cub or a bear that's doing this. Oh, my God. 
You to you would hit the roof if they were taking all this time Never. to make a decision. That's a lie. That's exactly <laughs> what you do. But for whatever reason, you're enamored with this kook. You think that he's something special. Yeah, yeah. Is he a hell of a quarterback? Yes. Top ten in our lifetime? Absolutely. Doesn't it doesn't absolve him from being a weirdo. This organization's giving you the world, man, and you're gonna still take your time sitting in a dark room for two days. Couldn't last five, huh? Two days. Yeah, great, great guy. Just make wow. a decision. All right, so Ryan Poles is going to be here in five, six minutes. He's in the building. We've already seen him. And it's really cool that this guy has in his hands, because at the end, the night they turn the card in, he could say Ian Cunningham likes this guy and John Doe likes that one and Jane Doe likes that. Mm-hmm. It's my call. Yeah. In the end, you look for consensus. That's what every executive, Theo, talked about that. I try to build consensus. Who do you like? All right, I can live with that guy. Yeah. I don't like that guy. I can't live with that guy. But in the end, if the draft pick is successful, it goes on Ryan Pohl's ledger. Sure. If the draft pick is Mitch Trubisky, it goes on Ryan Pohl's ledger. If you make a bad pick, is my point. In the end, all right, we're down to two guys here. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. It's his pick. Yeah. That's what he dreamt about. Yeah. And that's what I want to ask him. As you were going to bed or brushing your teeth or driving in the car and fantasizing, I want to be a GM in this league. Mm-hmm. Like, he had a great job in Kansas City. But now he's the boss. Yep. How do you either build consensus or realize, okay, this decision is going to shape the franchise going forward. My ass is on the line. Yeah. I like to know how much in- input that Iberflus has. We know that Justin wants to completely be out of it. We heard him, I believe, on part of my take, if I'm not mistaken. He wants to be completely out of the, the picture, which I love. Mm-hmm. But Iberflus, and then I wonder how much Kevin Warren has. Does he have any swing in this? I know he's trying to help uh, build a new stadium. I'm interested in knowing that as well. I would think in the end, okay, it's the second round. Yeah. It's that guy's call. Three one two three three two three seven seven six is our phone number. We'll talk to the general manager of the Chicago Bears, Ryan Poles. That's coming up next. It's the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on the home of the Bears, ESPN One Thousand. Cap and J Hood are back, 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 broadcasting live from the NFL Combine in Indianapolis from five a.m. to nine on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Your new home of the Chicago Bears. Along with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you here on the Captain Jude Morning Show. So glad to be with you here on the home of the Bears, ESPN 1000. We're excited to be the home of the Chicago Bears and also excited to talk to our very special guest. Yes, Ryan Poles, the general manager of the Chicago Bears, is with us here on set. First of all, it's great to be partners with you guys and uh, yeah. the home of your games. I wanted to ask you, so you're sitting there with this number one pick, all this cap space. Is this what you envisioned, brushing your teeth, going to bed, driving in a car when you wanted to become a GM, having this situation, or is it easier to walk into more of a ready-made roster? Yeah, I see. Let's turn the mic on, Shay, if we could. There we go. Perfect. Nope. We'll get to you in just a second. It is interesting, though. You know, think about this. You, the world's your oyster, number one pick. Right. And everyone's coming. Everyone wants to talk to you. What's that like? Yeah. Um, as a front office person, this is, this is kind of what you dream of in terms of opportunity and flexibility. And, you know, 
to shape a roster starting from the ground floor with 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 picks, but also um, to be able to hit for agency. And you know, last year was a little challenging just with the resources that we had had to um, work with. But at the same time, it really set the tone to be disciplined and do things the right way and going off of values that I've talked about over the the past year. So um, I actually think this was set up properly. Um, obviously, we had to take it on the chin a little bit this year, um, but to build off our foundation that we, we set this past year and the, the way the guys played um, is a really good opportunity. I'm excited for it. We're excited about Justin Fields' development. You've talked about him a number of times where you like what you've seen and he's still got some things to work on. Yep. Uh, who does Justin Fields remind you of in football's past? Skill set, you know, leadership, demeanor? Yeah, uh, that's a tough one to compare to. I mean, some of the great – um, runners, you know, if it's, you know, Mike Vick or if it's even Steve Young, um, those guys were special in the way that they moved and how they could impact the game with their legs. And then as they developed, you know, as passers, um, you start to see a really special blend and a dangerous blend in terms of being able to change a game quickly. So we're looking forward to him improving and getting better. He's hungry. I, that's why I absolutely love the guy because he puts the work in. He puts the work in, so uh, we're excited for his development. So one of these cliches, one of these phrases that we keep here, well, he wants his own guy. It's not his guy. And I never understood that. He's a Chicago Bear. Right. And you're a Chicago Bear. Exactly. So as you look at Justin Fields and how he impacts everything, I would think from the outside people look and go, boy, you got something special there. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And the great thing is with Matt and myself, like we talk about it all the time, like we got to develop players. So – whoever's a Chicago Bear, whether they were here before or not, or we draft them, if they're a free agent, it doesn't matter. We're going to try to maximize their abilities and and, and see if they can help our team be a championship-caliber team. So um, I don't really look into who was brought in, who I brought in, who someone else brought in. If you're a Chicago Bear, you got the helmet on, we're going to try to develop you the absolute best that we can. Right, you know that fans are really hungry uh, for a winner, and yep. it just feels different. Cap and I talk about this every morning, how it just feels different. You're here, Kevin Warren's here, Justin's developing. In today's NFL, how quickly can a non-playoff team turn things around in this NFL? Yeah, I think every team's situation is a little bit unique um, from where they're kind of taken off from. So that one's hard to answer. I know, you know, in a three-year period, you want to see, especially that first draft class, that three-year period is really, you know, when you see what you got. Um, so within that is is what we're looking for. But you want to get this thing started as fast as possible. The key is not doing things that will hurt you long-term in the short-term um, that can derail everything just because you're you're short, short-sighted with it. So we're going to stay disciplined and, and try to do things the right way. But I usually like to look at that rookie class and that – first three-year period to see if it's hitting the right way and, and it takes part of the core of, of your team. So there's this report the other day, the Bears are leaning or trading the top pick. We're like, yeah, really? That's not a shock. Yeah. But how do you balance your sitting there? And in the end, Ian likes this guy and so-and-so likes it. In the end, it's your team. You're Correct. the GM. Yep. And you're sitting there, and whoever that guy is, Jalen Carter, John Doe, it doesn't matter. That guy's the best prospect I've ever evaluated, and he fits what we do. Yep. If I trade back to four, six, seven, whatever, he might be gone. Yeah. How do you balance that versus 
the Hall of Picks? Yeah, so the one thing we do constantly um, in any situation that we're in, we put players in certain values of how they impact our football team. You know, there's like three levels of starters, you know, guys that are going to come and impact immediately and, and take your team to the next level or guys that need, you know, a year to f- figure it out, but they're going to still start. And then there's a group that's going to rotate and needs a little bit more time to develop. So um, we're going to play the numbers game. That top row, we're going to see how many guys we got that in- in- impact our team. And then at the same time, when you start thinking about trading, you're saying, well, if we can accumulate picks, is this one player better than four right so that's the game that we got to play and and make sure that we do it the right way so we can just continue to add a lot of players to our roster that can help us get better ryan poles the general manager of the chicago bears with cap and jay hood on the home of the bears espn 1000 put your uh, offensive lineman hat on just for a second yep it's always okay. on sorry so all right so <laughs> I, I see it. it's not turned backwards it's straight, straight, straight ahead right, right? So, so uh cap and i talk a lot about braxton jones yeah and we're just wondering from your viewpoint his versatility as an offensive lineman yep. do you see him on left side right side what do you think of his measurables and his intangibles with the team yeah um the beautiful thing about him is the intangibles are high um so we really don't put a ceiling on him i think his ability to play left or right is there i don't think that would be an issue at all um his length his feet his intelligence and really seeing his confidence grow through the season and as an offensive lineman we usually talk about corners this way but you got to have a short memory things are going to happen these elite pass rushers are going to get you there's going to be a twist that you you miss um but the short memory to come back the next play wash it away and and try to be as consistent as possible he has that um, another guy that has an incredible work ethic that just keeps putting the time in to get better. And it, it was a really cool process to see him come in from rookie minicamp and then finish the whole season. I think he played every single snap. So um, we have high expectations for him moving forward. See that cap? We're rooting for him. We've been talking about you. I like that he right. played every snap. It yeah. tells me because everybody's banged up. Yeah. He's got intestinal fortitude. Absolutely. Got to have it. Okay, so the e- I went back and looked at the Eagles O-line. Mm-hmm. There's a guy drafted in 2011, another one in 2013. Like, they built this thing over time. They had one hiccup when the Peterson left. Yep. One bad season. They're right back. Yep. How realistically, how long does it take to drop talent on the roster and then to have to learn how to win? Yeah. Um, you know, I- once you get the culture set up and, and you're expecting you have your team and they're expecting to walk into every every game you know to win um you know that shouldn't take too long um if you bring in the right group of people and i think the big thing with offensive line play is you have to have five that play well together correct regardless of where you're drafted where you're coming from can that group play together um and, and the great thing is we had our exit meetings with our players, and the one thing we learned, and we knew this, but you know, Chris Morgan does an incredible job with, with that culture, with that room, the way he has it set up. Um, it's a different group of guys, and, and I'm excited to see them develop as we add more, more talent to be a, a special group because they're just wired a little bit differently. I mean, they got barbecues going off the, yeah, yeah. You know, the back door of the facility, and they spend a lot of time together. They enjoy being together, and a lot of that has to do with Chris Morgan and the culture that he set up in that room. Ryan, uh, your former team, the Kansas City Chiefs, win the Super Bowl. What makes that organization um, so solid? Uh, and, and at a championship level more times than not. Yeah, uh, it's a combination of the front office work, the coaching staff, those guys working together to improve the team every year. Um, and now, 
they're in a situation where it's what I talked about expecting to win. They walk into every game expecting to win it, and that comes with a little bit of this swagger and confidence uh, that's important for the entire organization. Um, and then they do a really good job, you know, other than Pat, they do a really good job up front, right? The the way that we shifted that offensive line after, you know, getting beat up by Tampa in the Super mm-hmm. Bowl that one year, um, but also creating pass rush from different angles and different positions on the defensive line too. So up front, and we could see it in that Super Bowl, um, that dictates a lot of games and puts you in a position to win. How much does that uh, pedigree and that philosophy carry over to you being a bear? Yeah, the, that that front group is something we're going to spend a lot of time on and continue to improve and create competition. So we all want splash players. Boy, I'd like to get that guy and that guy and that Jalen Carter. Will it? I think the biggest thing, yes, you need those, is the depth of the roster. 100%. That is where you need to, and that takes more time, correct? Yeah, it takes time. Um, but also, you know, I think if you do a good job, it, I'm not going to say it's 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 not easy drafting in the first you know 50 picks first 100 picks but you got to do a really good job being able to see different traits and makeup on the back end of the draft too because uh, those guys as you accumulate them and they're developing they can provide that depth um, and the same with free agency so I really think that's important uh, as you know especially up front I was talking to one of the uh, O-line coaches I don't know if I've been on a team where the front five plays all 18 games. Mm -hmm. So that next group of guys that have to fill in have got to be ready to go and play at a high level and be able to mesh with the rest of them. Ryan Poles, general manager for the Chicago Bears with Captain Jay Hood on the home of the Bears ESPN 1000. Um, There is that fine line, I'm sure, for Coach Iberflus to say, man, you've given me the opportunity to be the head coach. It's go time, and he wants it tomorrow. But you have to preach patience in your yeah. position, right? So what stood out about uh, Coach Iberflus in his first year? He wants to impress and be able to get stuff done right away. Yeah. But, of course, you're saying it's incremental progress, right? Yeah. The way that he compartmentalizes everything um, is incredible. I can't tell you how fortunate I am to have a partner that sees the game and sees a roster-building process like he does. Um, it's it's really special because as a front office person, that's what – those are the things that kind of keep you up at night, and you're wondering, like, how much patience does coach have? We're trying to do this the right way. He's all in uh, in terms of building it the right way. He's actually an incredible evaluator, which for a general manager, that's a big deal. Um, and oftentimes we're on the same page, and when we're not on the same page about a player evaluation, we'll sit down and watch them together and, and get on the same page. Um, but he gets the process, and it's it's been an absolute joy to work with him and, and do this thing the right way and have a level of patience to develop talent. I mean, that's a stressful thing for a coaching staff to say, you know what, we're going to play a lot of these young guys so we can build it the right way. And they've been incredible at, at doing that, especially in year one. I was watching something on NFL Network last night, and they were talking to some former executives, and one of them said, the toughest thing about being in India is I don't ever get to see the drills because I got this agent wants to talk about this extension, yeah. this player needs to meet with me, my coaches want to go over this. He said, that's the thing you miss out on the most. Is that true? Um, par- partly true. Uh, there's a lot going on that pulls you in a lot of different directions and takes you away from the main thing. But at the end of the day, I would say the interview process, sitting down with the players, face-to-face time, because that's what you don't have. We can watch as much tape as we need, but getting to know the man, there, I, I, it's, a, it's a grown man uh, feel like when someone sits down you're like that's a grown man 
I want to put him in the car and take him back to Chicago with us. Like, <laughs> I saw a few yesterday. Yeah. I said I'd like to load him up. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's what you're looking for in that process. That's important. Yeah. Usually we're all locked into that. Nothing's going to take us out of the room for, for that. And then it's the medical piece that no one really sees, but that's the really important piece of the combine. Um, in terms of the movement stuff, again, you can always go back and watch that on tape. You really shouldn't get too far away from the fall tape anyways because that, that's the football player. You can be fooled with the stuff in shorts. So if that you get pulled away from some of that, it's part of the process. You know, you don't lose too much sleep over over missing missing that. Correct. You can always go back and do it. And again, you don't want to be influenced too much um, because the further we get away from the football tape, uh, the more mistakes you can make. Speaking of sleep, okay. So you just you have your personal time, mm-hmm. and also this is your draft time. What's what personal the, time? Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> exactly. yeah, oh, there's no, there's gotta be some pros. You gotta sleep at some point, right? Yeah. That's your personal time, right? Yeah, you gotta exactly. Put, you gotta put your head on the pillow at some point, right? Yeah, yep. What's the latest call that you've received from a team? One o'clock in the morning, a little midnight action. You know what? I think. Um, Which uh, what's mo- the latest call? Most teams. There's a level of respect for the different time zones, and you think about that before, but mm-hmm. uh, nothing crazy. Nine, ten o'clock would probably be the latest. Okay, because if this this guy, it's probably midnight or one a.m. Yeah, I'm just asking. I'm just telling because <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my, my partner here likes to have one-on-one communication. He doesn't yeah. realize text is a thing. <laughs> yeah. So, so you like to be a phone guy. Phone. He's yeah. a phone guy yep. still, like the 1980s. So, so, <laughs> but so, but the text and the calls, it's like they cut off nine or ten o'clock. They respect your time, right? Yeah, and the other thing too is I'm. I'm getting better at um you know i joke about personal time but i'm getting better learning through this first year um you do have to put the phone down you know i try to charge it in the bathroom instead of right next to my bed because i'll be going through everything yeah uh, at all hours of the night and um you know using a little uh the sleep uh mode just yeah. to kind of shut things down and and rest so you know you're fresh enough to make good decisions you also talked yesterday when you met with the media yeah there is a scenario where i could trade before free agency so that you go to free agency go i actually don't need that three technique because i got this one in a deal yeah but the medical part that you just referenced is such a huge part of everything is it more likely a trade doesn't happen this week because i got to see the medicals i really like that kid i can't believe he's got a degenerative this right yeah, you know, but the timing works out all right. Um, so we can stay open-minded with that. Um, when we get out of here, we'll have a, a good idea of where, you know, if someone's, you know, flagged, we can have some conversations early next week um, or even this week as things are happening uh, to discuss where that's at and what our numbers look like, you know, in that certain range where we feel comfortable. So so there was a story that when the Bears signed Julius Peppers, they chartered a plane. Mm-hmm. Lovey's on it. Jerry Angelo's on it. They fly down, and they call, all right, we're at the door. Let us in. Right. Boom, five minutes, deal, done. Right. Does that still go on, and do you have a charter plane at Chicago Executive waiting to go somewhere? <laughs> no, you know, I, I don't think that happens as much. Um, I think that's a unique situation, but uh, if we need to do that, we will. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, at moment's notice, if there's a guy you're going to key in on, yeah. you'll be at the doorstep, right? Yep, absolutely. What's Kevin Warren like? Awesome. Um, we've taken some time, maybe four or five times, to sit down and get to know each other, talk about different topics, discuss where we're going as a team. Um, it's been it's been really good, and I've had I have an unbelievable relationship with Ted uh, as well. But um, it's been really good to sit down and and, and discuss kind of how the first year went, where we're headed, what direction we're going. 
um, how he sees things just from his experience um, and really bringing knowledge from a totally different experience than what's in the building right now. So um, great man. Um, I'm excited to have him. And, um, you know, there's something between us. I think it, it, it works really, really well. Before we let you go, what's one thing? Oh, I didn't realize that was going to be something I'd have to deal with as a general manager because you think you know what you're walking into, you never do. Oh, man, there's so many things that pop up where you're like, you know, I mean, you know, Foose and I, we've talked about the the turf in the stadium, like what kind of grass, you know, we're redoing uh, the indoor turf uh, in the Walter Payton Center. We have samples out of all the the fill that you put in the, uh-huh. the turf and the different types of companies. So we're, like, touching the turf and talking about like, <laughs> so just things like that. Um, that you never had to deal with before. Yeah, that you never have to deal with before. And then it's just the um, it's the unexpected. It's, it, you know, with so many people in the football operations, there's there's different things constantly going on that you're like, I can't believe I'm dealing with this, you know, that just hit from left field. But um, at the end of the day, you're a problem solver. Like, that's what this job is, is problem solving and and setting up an organization to be successful and run properly. So, um, yeah, there's all kinds of things. I can't even think of all of them right now, but there's a ton of surprises. But that bed and facility is still comfortable. You told us last time we spoke that bed is nice and comfortable. Thread count exactly how you want it? Exactly how I want it. Used it a lot last year. Now that we uh, we live right around the corner, so I can at least make it home now. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for your time. Absolutely. We look awesome. forward to working with you. I had a blast. You Me got too. it. All the best. All right. Ryan Poles, the general manager for the Chicago Bears, with us on Cap and J. Hood on the home of the Bears, ESPN 1000. Cap and J. Hood are back, holding it down in Indianapolis at the NFL Combine, broadcasting live on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Your new home of the Chicago Bears. Chi-Town Stand Up. Glad to have you with us here on the Cap and J. Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000, the home of the Chicago Bears. Coming up in our next segment, we'll be able to hear from Matt Eberflus, the head coach for the Bears. We'll hear from Coach Eberflus and his thoughts about the Bears and what they want to do in the draft. That comes your way coming up at uh, 7 right here on the home of the Bears, ESPN 1000. Great conversation, though, with Ryan Poles, the general manager for the Bears, being able to just – uh, talk to us about what he sees for the future. He's not going to give us who the Bears are going to take. That wasn't going to happen. I, know, I just saw him grabbing Jalen Carter, and they were walking to get in his car, and he said, we're going back to Chicago. Right yeah, now. well, that would be fine. Just to solidify it and lock it in, sure. But he, here's a guy here that knows exactly the direction he wants to take the Bears. I, but, again, what it comes down to, Cap, is so, you know, whoever the Bears take at this draft, I want that person to be a difference maker. Or difference makers, multiple guys. You know, you know what impressed? First of all, he's a very the great word that you used, affable. A very affable guy. Yeah. What really, really impressed me about him is you're not taking any shortcuts. He's not going to look and go, hmm, I can get that 36-year-old defensive end that might have a, one good season left in him. No. He's looking to build this thing so that it's a solid foundation, and if it takes a little more time, I'm building it. He talked about a three-year eval mm-hmm. on his rookie class. You hear that? So, so that like also, how, you asked the question, yep. how fast? Well, you like to look over a three-year period. And that's more than fair, by the way. Agreed. It's more than fair. Like, as much as I want it yesterday, and that's how I try to you know, couch the question, 
Like, as much as I wanted, and probably Iberflus wants it that early too, he says building it the right way. And that is to do what he did, to get rid of some of those veterans that weren't getting the job done and trying to reshape the team the way he sees it. I get it. Again, if it's not going to work out and if the team still underachieves, we're going to be all over him and the Bears organization. We're, but, but at the same he time. He gets that. Yeah, oh, he understands it. The Bears understand that too. But I, I'm just pointing, just pointing out that the way he puts it out there, he talked to us last time we talked to him. He's like, oh, you know, we just we just need a few coats of paint here to kind of help build a foundation. No, he tore the whole thing down because he, he understood. Did. Like, I can't win it with Allen Robinson. I can't win necessarily with Khalil Mack because while those guys, Keem Hicks, because while those guys were here, we weren't winning then either. Well, I like right? the fact that he took all the dead cap hits this past season. He went, look, we're not going to be any good. It is what it is. Yeah. And that's why it was so amazing, the number of people. We can win 9, 10, no. And he was under no impressions that was ever going to happen. Yes. He said, we knew what we were dealing with. Well, he ensured that that wouldn't happen. Correct. By some dumb luck, right? All this, the Bears are living a charm season. Look at that, eight wins, night win. No, he made sure. He cut the throat of all that. Like, we're not doing that. Not going to happen. Now, I don't think he thought he would get number one, but it worked out. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Lovey. Thank you, Lovey Smith. And right now, the reason why there's so much excitement in the streets in Indianapolis is because of Lovey Smith. Hey, did you see Lovey's quote? It's my biggest win ever in Chicago. <laughs> so, so good. He finally showed he could win the big one. Yeah, he and, and he did. For the Chicago Bears in the number one pick. Oh, you're the owners of Houston. You've got to be out of your mind. But you're good, though. Yeah, you want the number one pick, but you're good. You're the number two pick, and you still be able to get the quarterback that you want, yep. more than likely. No question. So we'll see what happens here, but it's an exciting time here for ESPN 1000. We're talking Bears with you. Your thoughts on what Ryan Poles had to say, and also we're going to hear from Matt Eberflus, the head coach for the Chicago Bears. It's all coming up in two minutes right here on the home of the Bears, ESPN 1000.